Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215Forever. Follow your boy on Instagram, and on my Instagram page, you can find the podcast page. That is no K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E player, P-L-A-Y-E-R underscore podcast, all right? Go to that. Every podcast that I've ever done is on there. Uh, the link is right in the bio and many more. Okay, so the best way that you can listen to this podcast is by downloading the Anchor app, all right? Once you download the Anchor app, it'll take you to whatever you usually listen to podcasts or even music on. For example, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, and many, many more, all right? So just download, excuse me, download the Anchor app. It'll take you to whatever you go to. So send from right on there, Breaker. You don't have to worry about it anymore, all right? Okay, guys, today is Tuesday, December 9th. Excuse me, December, I'm tripping. Tuesday, February 9th. Um, I want to talk about a couple of things. I want to run through last night's games, and I got three burning topics, all right? But last night, let's get to last night's games real quick. So last night, the Charlotte Hornets defeated the Houston Rockets 119-94. to So in this game, um, no, no John Wall, but they still got enough players to make something happen. Uh, also, I don't think Eric Gordon played in this game. So let's talk about this game real quick. Um, so I think the smartest slash dumbest coaching move was the Hornets coach finally starting the mellow ball. Um, he was trying to do this thing earlier in the season where, you know, he'll have turnovers, he'll have some bad layups, he'll get a shot blocked, he'll do an amazing thing, and he might do a couple of dumb things, but the good is destroying the bad, it's like 80-20, but his coach was kind of like too, I'm not going to say he was overcoaching, but he just didn't, he didn't give him enough of a leash, you know, with a rookie point guard, they're going to have, they're going to make mistakes, but listen, y'all watch this kid play. You know, you gotta just you gotta ride the wave out there. And um they've been playing some really good ball. Uh they're twelve and thirteen. Houston falls to eleven and twelve. Let me hit y'all with some stidats real quick. Okay, so LaMelo ball, twenty-four points, ten assists, seven rebounds, seven out of twelve from the three point line. Ridiculous. Alright, he was hitting threes all game and he was shooting too. They wasn't really like close up threes. A couple of them Jones was deep, man. And um, it kind of seems like when he shoots a little bit farther that he might be a little bit more accurate only because he uses his base when he shoots farther. When he shoots closer, his mechanics don't always stay the same. But uh, when he's a little bit farther from the basket, he's usually driving his legs into his shot, which might be the reason why his deep three-pointers are going in at a pretty high successful rate. Also, I got to give a shout-out to Miles Bridges. Now, he doesn't start anymore, um, but... He's probably got the best chemistry with anybody with um on the team. 19 points, 10 rebounds, 2 out of 5. I know he was drafted as a small forward, but I think his true position might be a power forward only because, one, he's a really good rebounder. Two, he does not have a lot of perimeter game, not really a good ball handler. But if you just do pick and roll and get this dude near the rim with a center slacking, it's over. Gordon Hayward continues to play well this year. 19 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. P.J. Washington... Yeah, three points, five rebounds, three assists. Uh, Terry Rosier, actually, they started both of them, so that's actually interesting. 
and um, Devontae Graham didn't play. So, I actually will go moving forward. We'll go. I think Terry Rozier is a better shooter than Devontae Graham, and I think Devontae Graham takes a lot of bad shots. So, I actually think the best line moving forward would be LaMelo and uh, Terry. And Terry played pretty well. 15 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds. As far as the Rockets, um, you know, getting blown on a game like this, Victor Oladipo played okay. I am starting to believe that Houston might trade Oladipo. Um, if they're a 500 team around the uh, All-Star break, I don't know. I think they do have their first-round pick, but I don't know if, they, if they're if they not keeping a guy and they're not going to resign him. I don't know if they will. I don't think there's much point of keeping him after the All-Star break, so I think he might be a trade candidate. Uh, J.C. on take 13 points. Daniel House Jr., 13 points. Ben Mark Lamar, solid uh, production, 15 points off the bench. So, again, listen. Even though Charlotte's defense isn't that good, uh, their offense and transition pace, uh, along with three-point shooting and just consistent scoring from a couple different guys, they're, they're, they're a much better team than their record gives. And I think they might be when they're outside of that playoffs. Remember this year, it's similar to last year in the bubble where, you know, that 8, 9, and 10 seed, if they're all within three games, they're going to play in a tournament for their eighth seed in the playoffs. So you don't have to exactly hit the eighth seed to give yourself a chance. Next, the Chicago Bulls lost to the Washington Wizards 101-105. to Chicago falls to 9-14, and and Washington moves up to 6-15. and All right? Bradley Beal hit 35 points on them. And, you know, the Chicago Bulls are disappointing. And I got to get on the guy a little bit. Last year, Kobe White played really well. Um, I think he might just be in a funk right now, but he has not played well again. Eight points, 0 for 4 from the three-point line, eight rebounds. Um, There's been a little bit of a rumor that, you know, obviously y'all heard before, I've talked about it before in the pod, that Lonzo Ball might be available in trade. And there's some people saying that they might do Lonzo Ball for Cody White. That might be solid for the. Um, that might be solid for the uh, Chicago, but I don't think that's a good idea trading Lonzo. And again, I understand that he can leave a left to be desired, but I think for one, with the team you have and kind of the way he plays, he can grow into his role better. Two, he's been playing better of late. Now listen, what Lonzo needs is a long stretch of consistent play. He had, um, before the All-Star break, he played really good, shot about 39% from the three-point line. And even this season, he started off slow. But since they played the Pelicans about a week ago on Friday, he's been playing really good. But again, with Lonzo, it's aggressiveness and confidence. If you want to know why is LaMelo playing so much better than Lonzo, you say, oh, is it skill? Okay, skill, but their skill isn't that separate from each other. All right, now one, LaMelo was a little bit bigger, but LaMelo does one thing that Lonzo doesn't. He plays with confidence, all right? And he attacks the rim. If you see Lonzo a lot of times, he's doing a one-dribble shot into a, a one-dribble step into a three-point shot, all right? Or he might be doing pushing the ball in transition, trying to make a deep outlet pass. But you rarely see him going to the paint. And I think that's just because of confidence. And again, with a guy with a 40-inch vertical, he has to do a much better job of attacking the rim, drawing contact, and his free throw rate is extremely low, all right? But with all that being said, I'm still a Lonzo guy. You got defense. You got this shot that appears to be at least solid, right? And you also got the passing. So I, I would not trade Lonzo if I was them. Uh, for Chicago, I would do it because I think they need to um, have a better commitment to defense. I don't think you can try to be call yourself a playoff team and lose to a team like Washington. Um, 
Other than Bradley Beal's 35, you had a couple of solid contributors. Rory Hamuchimera, 19 points, 10 rebounds. David Bertans, 12 points. And Alex Lynn, 13 points. As far as Chicago, like I said before, Cody White didn't play well. Um, they really need my man Wendell Carter Jr. back in the center. They're not the same team without him. Uh, also, I don't believe... Yeah, they did not get nothing off the bench. Um, Tam Solaraski, nine, two for Garrett Temple. Uh, Christian Felicio, two points. Thaddeus Young's probably been their best bench player. Um, also, Larry Marketing did not play this game. So, But still, you should beat the Wizards, man. The Wizards stink. You should beat the Wizards. So, Chicago, you definitely got to get it together. All right, next, the Raptors won 128 to 113 over the Memphis Grizzlies. Fred, Vlan, Fred, I always say his name wrong, Fred Vlan Fleet and Pascal Siaskam both score 32. Toronto breaks the game open in the second half. So listen, one funny thing about this game, this was a big revenge game, and all my fantasy lovers, uh, I was really high on Jonas Valanciunas yesterday. I didn't say anything about it. Uh, 27 points and 20 rebounds. So you tell me, is, did he play a little bit more chip on his shoulder? Uh, 15 points for Kyle Anderson. So John Moran's been playing solid, and um, they're nine and ten. But I think I, I need a little bit more. Eight. I think he's only averaging like what? He's only averaging eighteen point five a game. He he's way better than eighteen points a game. He can give me about twenty three or twenty four. Uh, so I need, even though he's not playing bad by any means, but I like John Moran to play a little bit more aggressive, maybe a little bit more selfish as far as looking for his own shot. Um. Uh, Dylan Brooks, 22. Desmond Bain, 13. Uh, Grayson Allen, 13 off the bench. As far as Toronto, like I talked about before, Siaska, excuse me, Siakam, 32. Fleet 32. And 29 for Norman Powell. Kyle Lowry only played eight minutes, which is a little funny. So listen, again, we talked about rumors before, and there's a big rumor that some people within the organization of Toronto would like to trade Kyle Lowry. All right, so this has a two-point thing to it. One, they just signed Fred Land Fleet to a really big contract. You also got the emergence of Norman Powell, right? And so you say, okay, what's our new future starting lineup? Fland Fleet, Powell, uh, Siakam will play the four. You might have to get like a three and D guy. And sometimes they play Chris Boozer, sometimes they don't. I'm hoping he's a part of the future, but we'll see about that. And they also have Tyrell Terry that they don't play, which is a really good point guard from Washington State. So we'll see what the, uh, what happens moving forward. Let's get to the next game. The Warriors lose a tough, tough game to the Spurs. The Spurs win one hundred five to one hundred. Spurs move to fourteen and ten as the Warriors fall back to five hundred at twelve and twelve. Okay, so this was a pretty tight game throughout the um, throughout the game. Steph Curry kind of came off and he be uh, excuse me. The Warriors scored thirty six in the first quarter. Got off to a really big start. Spurs rallied in the second half, held the Warriors to 20 and 21 points in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, DeJounte Murray was definitely the player of the game and definitely finally played like the guy I thought he did before he tore his ACL. 27 points, 10 rebounds, but get this, y'all. Eight steals. Remember, first team all defense in 2018, voted in by yours truly. All right, DeMar DeRozan also played really well all season, 21 points, 10 rebounds. And I think they're a better team without LaMarcus Aldridge. Not that he's a terrible player. I think you can find his value on a team somewhere. But a lot of times, team attacks him defensively. He's not hitting his shot at the same clip, his mid-range shot, at the same clip as he was before. 
And they're just playing small ball. What they just do is play uh, Derek White, DeJounte Murray, um, Lonnie Walker, um, DeMar DeRozan in the center. They would play just four guards in the center and just play super fast. And it's working for them. You know, for after last year, you know, they kind of fell back just playing a bunch of mid-range shots. I think they had the lowest three-point attempts in the league last year. It's good to see them using their athleticism and guys playing well. Let me give you a little box. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> One more thing about this. So the Warriors were down three with about eight seconds left. <laughs> and y'all know what I'm going to talk about. The Warriors were down three with about eight seconds left. And Draymond Green um, gets the ball with about, let's say, four feet, in, four feet inside of half court, probably right at the end of the logo. And he sees Derek White, so he thinks he's going to foul him. And he chucks up a shot from just about half court. And um, the announcers were killing him. He said it was the smartest dumb play in history. Um, I give him props for owning it. But with that being said, that is a horrible play. Um, one, yo, this dude almost never wants to shoot during a game. But now you want to take this shot. Two, he was going towards you. But he didn't look like he was really going to foul you. And three, yo, you know Greg Popovich is going to say foul. But only do it in a smart position. And, uh. That was a massive reach. Look, would they win the game anyway? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But again, you got Steph Curry. scored 32 points in the game. I'm hoping that him getting one more look from anywhere on the um, offensive side of the ball, you have yourself a chance to tie that ball game up. Um, Andrew Wiggins also has got to play a lot better. Only 11 points, 4 out of 12. Listen, he's not going to change. Um... I know a lot of people try to say he's coming, he's coming, he's developing. He's a guy that's going to shoot some shots. Sometimes he'll make it, sometimes he won't. His defense has been better, but offensively, he's a jump shooting guard. Doesn't really attack the rim. Doesn't really play with a high motor. Uh, again, I think they should trade him. And If they traded him, I thought they think they could do a much better job as filling out their roster. I don't think he's a good third option. He, again, second option for this team. I definitely think they need to make some better decisions moving forward. Um, all right. I got two more games to get to, and we will be done. The Phoenix Suns defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers 119 to 113. Phoenix moves up to 14 and 9, wins four games in a row, and Cleveland falls to 10 and 15. So Cleveland is getting killed by some injuries right now. Larry Nance is out, had surgery about a week ago, out four to six weeks. Kevin Love is still about two weeks out. Um, but they still got some other bigs. They still got Jared Allen. They still got the JaVale McGee, Andre Drummond. Uh, their wing play is really suffering right now. They've been playing Torrey and Prince, but they definitely need an upgrade over that. I'm hoping that with the trade of Andre Drummond and or JaVale McGee, that they kind of get a wing upgrade because I still believe, even though I don't think they're a playoff team, they're a better team, and they're starting to fall apart. You don't want them to lose the hope in a young season to fall apart. Started off the season really promising. So hopefully they can get that turned around. Let's get talk about a little bit of stats real quick. Andre Drummond, okay, 15 points, 14 rebounds. You would like a little bit more out of him. Uh, Colin Sexton started to play a lot better, 10 out of 15 from the field, 2 out of 4 from the three-point line, 23 points. Darius Garland, 17. <clears throat> Okura. I know he's a good energy guy and plays a lot of defense, but he's going to have to start showing me something on the offensive end or they're going to have to bring him off the bench. 
Seti Osmond only played 15 minutes, two points. Torian Prince, 13 points off the bench. As far as Phoenix goes, finally, finally, an aggressive game by DeAndre. You know, he only had 15 and 16, but he just looked more aggressive, hunting his own shot more. Uh, no Chris Paul in this game, but Devin Booker really stepped up. 36 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds, 5 out of 9 from 3.9, 14 out of 27 shots. My man gave himself a chance. All right, Frank Kaminsky, 9 points. Like I said, Phoenix is doing what they're supposed to do to start starting to play like one of the better teams in the Western Conference. Unfortunately, the Cavaliers are falling apart, but we're moving forward. Next game, the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Denver Nuggets 125 to 112. Milwaukee wins moves up to 16 and 8. Denver falls to 12 and 11. Milwaukee has now won 5 games in a row. As I said before, they take the ball out of Giannis' hands in crunch time a little bit more. Even though he's still great, 30 points, 9 rebounds, and they're starting to put more of it into Chris Middleton. Oh, listen, real quick. Role Player Award of the Week, Dante DiVincenzo. Now, listen, the numbers aren't great. 13 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 out of 6 from the 3-point line. But he's been turning into a legitimate option, and teams have really gotten starting to close out on their 3-pointer, so... Also, defense really, really been good. So don't let the numbers fool you. He's been playing great. All right. Uh, Brooke Lopez, 13.7 rebounds and one assist. And I'm laughing because he got absolutely torched. All right. Jokic had 35. And the funny thing is, I thought Jokic would, I thought Brooke Lopez would defend Jokic good. If y'all don't remember, Lopez last year, second team All NBA. Excuse me. Yes, Brooke Lopez, second team All NBA. As we all know, as good as the Jokic is, he's not the fastest guy. And I thought physically and athletically he could keep up with him. Well, let me tell you something. Dumb pump fakes, them little little short hook shots. Brooke Lopez was having headaches on the court, man. He, could, he couldn't find them. Every move Jokic made was quick and fast. And Brooke Lopez looked mad slow. All right. Uh, once again, Jamal Murray, a.k.a. Mr. Inconsistent. 11 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Gots to be better. Michael Porter Jr., 8 points, 7 rebounds. Gots to be better. World Barton played really good, 24 points. Paul Millsap played solid, 11 points. Monte Morris, 12 points off the bench. A couple things with Denver. Um, they definitely need to add a bench scorer. They need to do something about Jamal Murray. I don't know. Maybe he'll come, come around. And Michael Porter Jr. has to play a little bit better. I'm not going to give him... Too much grief. He's coming back from COVID, and it affects a lot of people differently. Uh, so we'll see about that. We got two more games, and we're going to get y'all out of here. One more game. And the last game, the Los Angeles Lakers defeated the OK Oklahoma City Thunder 119-112. to This game went to overtime. Oklahoma City played really, really well. Uh, they actually were up three at the end of the game, and Shea Gillius Alexander got Contavious Caldwell Pope to follow him on a three-pointer. And listen, I, I got to get some stats maybe for next podcast, but I don't know if y'all noticed this. They are fouling three-point shooters at like the craziest rate, and I get you're supposed to go out there and contest it, but they're like running at these guys, like just literally like boom, running straight into them, not even like contesting with your hand and trying to move out the way. Um, Pretty interesting, trying to keep your eye on. Listen. As far as the Thunder, they're 10 and 13. The Lakers are 19 and 6. Lakers won five games in a row. But the thing with the Thunder is they're rebuilding, but they're still playing solid basketball, and their young guys are developing. Shea Gillies Alexander, 29 points. 
Uh, Diallo, 20 points. Al Horford, 14 points. We'll see if he's around on this team or where I'd keep him. Uh, Darius Baisley, 21 points. 14 points off the bench for Jackson. Uh, a lot of injuries for them also. Um, Theodore Mellon did not play because of health and safety protocols. George Hill still out for about four more weeks. Roby out for about three weeks. Michael Muscala, concussion. So even though they're missing a lot of guys, it's short about six guys. They still played the Lakers pretty well. Uh, LeBron James is determined to get this MVP. Uh, right now, I would still say Embiid 1, Jokic 2, and LeBron 3. Now, I know people are going to say, but Jokic's team, he is not the reason why they're not winning. All right, The reason why they're not winning is because of one player, Jamal Murray, is not being consistent. All right. Also, Michael Porter Jr., they also had a little bit of COVID, but I would still put Embiid 1, Jokic 2, and LeBron 3. But uh, listen, the way they're winning this game, I'm probably going to have to move LeBron up to 2 pretty soon. LeBron 28, 14, and 12. Anthony Davis did not play this game, had an Achilles tendonitis. Marcus Gasol, 2 and 2 and 4. So in the offseason, Lakers tried to rebuild their team, got a bunch of new guys, got rid of the old guys, and just said, hey, we want to go for another championship, and we want to get some new blood in here. Okay. But getting Mark Gasol and thinking you upgrade over either Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee, you didn't. He is slow, fat. He does hit his three-point shots, and the greatest thing he's doing on the court now is complaining to the refs. I try to give him a little bit of leeway, but I think he's washed. I think he's 100% full Atlantic Ocean washed, all right? We'll see. Um, we'll see if he plays better. I'm not betting on it. Uh, Kyle Kuzma played really solid off the bench. 10 points, 11 rebounds, and Kuzma is really turning into a pretty good defender, being able to switch between 1 and 4. Wesley Matthews, 16 points off the bench. Montrez Harrell, 21 and 8 and 2 points. Listen. There's only about two or three teams that can really challenge the Lakers. The only time they lose games is literally when they don't play hard, kind of half-stepping or playing down to their opponent. But as long as they play hard, they're going to win the game. All right, now listen. I wanted to talk about two topics, but really I want to talk about one major topic that's been driving me crazy. Okay, so as we all know, the Wizards have been struggling. Uh, they did win last night, but they're still about 6-16. Six and 16. They're struggling pretty bad this season. And Bradley Beal is starting to annoy me. No, actually, he's driving me crazy. Now, listen, I got no problems with Bradley Beal. I think he's a phenomenal player. Guy's averaging 35 points, been an all-star player before. And he's legitimately frustrated he's on a bad team. With that being said, you cannot play the fence. You're probably asking me, yo, what's the fence, bro? Yo, the fence is... Management asking Bradley Beal, yo, do you want to trade? No, I'm cool. I love Washington. I want to be here and see this thing uh, go out. All right, cool, man. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for sticking with us. Then after every game, you're like laying on the floor. You know, you look like you just lost your woman. And you're doing this like backhanded sneak comments about like the other teammates. And, yo, excuse me, not talking about other teammates, but you're complaining so much, but you don't want to get traded. If your team is bad and you know you're bad and you don't want to get traded, what are you complaining for? You literally have an opportunity to change your environment and you are comfortable and not comfortable. You are fine in a bad environment. And you, you know, I, I just, he's driving me crazy because, like I said, they've consistently asked him, yo, do you want to get traded? He's consistently said no. 
Okay, you knew before the season this team was bad. They won 25 games last year. They added Russell Westbrook. Okay, they should have been better, but they're not a good team. You don't want to go anywhere. Now, listen, like I said, should they play better? At some point, they're going to start hitting more threes. Uh, They got most of their guys back. Westbrook is going to play a little bit better. They should win some more games. But if your team is trash and you don't want to go anywhere, you got to stop complaining about your team being trash. Because you're also on that team, and your defense also is not good. All right? You start off the season playing some solid defense, and you went back to, hey, man, I'm getting you 35, so I ain't finna play no defense. All right? And it's just driving me absolutely crazy. Again, I love Bradley Beal. Is he an all-star player? The numbers say yes. The winning says no. I'll let y'all decide. But he is driving me crazy. Do not play the fence, all right? Say what you mean, mean what you say, and stand on it. And the next little thing I want to talk about is Joel Embiid getting into shape. Uh, Brett Brown in 2018 had a meeting with the coaching staff and the trainers and said, we're all going to get fired because Joel Embiid is out of shape. So it's a couple things. One, I don't have a problem with that comment because Embiid was out of shape, and you can clearly see what playing in better shape has this season. But number two, for a guy that struggles to be confrontational, you going somewhere else to say that, and there's been a consistent theme about accountability in that locker room. And listen, I don't think Doc Rivers is the greatest coach. I think he sticks with playing certain guys too many minutes. But there is a clear upgrade with Doc Rivers. Now listen, with uh, Brett Brown, you got to give him a little credit. They had two bigs starting in their lineup. Uh, Al Horford, he was not a good fit. Brett Brown can do nothing about that. That was on stinking Elton Brand. It had no idea what he was doing. But I would not rant about Elton Brand. I'm going to let it slide. Even though he is terrible. And fired me anyway. That was pretty interesting. Um, they kept him. They wanted to grow his job. Hopefully he'll be better. You know, it's Black History Month. He is a GM. I'm not about to tear nobody down. But he made a terrible move signing him. The team got rid of him. So I ain't about to bring up the past. But again, um... All Joel Embiid needed to get, do was get in better shape. Now, with that being said, he's shooting 55% on mid-range jumpers. All right, last year, shooting 33%. And there's a big thing is, is this sustainable? All right, can this hold up over the course of a season? Maybe not 55, but 48 is still a pretty high clip. And um, I think the three things he worked on this season was a pull-up jump shot, uh, three-point shot, which is at 30, 40% he's shooting right now, and just face-up game. I don't know if you notice him. Even though he still leads the league in post-ups, he's also facing up. So he's found a good balance between the both. Uh, it's been been amazing. I think he's the MVP. I think the Sixers are the best team in the Western Conference. But we're going to see. One thing about the NBA, time will tell. You'll play all the teams you need to to see how good or bad you are. All right? I'm going to get you all out of here. going to give you all the picks for today's game. And we'll be done. The Detroit Pistons are home versus Nets. They are favored by 5.5. I like Brooklyn. No, excuse me. The Nets are favored by 5.5 versus the Pistons. I like the Nets that win by 5.5. Miami Heat is favored by 6.5 versus the Knicks. I like the Knicks to cover and to win the game. The Pelicans are favored by 6.5 versus the Rockets. I like the Pelicans to win the game and to cover. The Spurs are favored by one. I like the San Antonio Spurs. I don't think Draymond's playing. I still think the Spurs are even a better team. And they got a better big matchup. The Jazz are playing the Celtics. 
this might be the worst matchup for the Celtics. I got the Jazz winning by six comfortably. The Trailblazers are playing the Magic. They have to win by six. I think the Trailblazers are going to blow them out. Um, and the Kings and Sixers. The Sixers have to win by five. I like the Sixers to win, but I like the Kings to keep it within five. All right? Those are my picks for the night's games. We are coming back Saturday with a new pod. Appreciate all the love and support. Peace.